0: Hey everyone, I'm Amy Swift-Crosby, and I'm a copywriter.
1: And I'm Hillary Laffer. I run a small creative agency in Los Angeles. We're the Brandsmiths. We're two brand strategists. We counsel Fortune 500 brands, cult brands, and small businesses to make sure their brand supports their business.
0: Because branding isn't marketing. It isn't logos or names or signage. It's the connective tissue that informs all those things and more. Yep. If the brand doesn't support the business,
1: it's not really brand.
0: So here's the show. You call
1: us, tell us your business worries, and we workshop them right here. You may get some tough love and some validation about everything you're doing right. Either way, we're gonna give it to you straight. No formulas, no seven steps. We're here to help you to get unstuck and to better
0: understand the brand you wanna build and someday, maybe even sell. That's The Brandsmiths.
1: So this week, what is my brand now?
0: We're going to talk with Krista Nunez, the Learning Farm in Ithaca, New York, Hillary's home turf-ish, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> upstate New York. But first, let's talk about some stuff we love. Okay, so one thing I've been dying to talk about is what the LA Olympic Committee did for the logo for the 2028 Olympics in our very own.
0: Told me they were doing something cool. What is it?
1: It's an incredible logo that's really active and dynamic, and they enlisted the help of Angelenos from all walks of life. It's got LA-2028, but all of the A's in the logo are changing based on the different artists' interpretation. Oh, LA-28, and all of the A's change. Interesting. An Olympic logo is sort of a juicy, juicy assignment. And to be able to share that with the city, it's so exciting. I mean, the idea that this is 2028 and I'm excited about it now. It's a good sign. I think they've done justice to our fair city. Okay, I'll look at it. What do you got? My current obsession is this brand called Mudwater.
0: It's like kind of all my favorite things in one morning drink that's not coffee. So it's chai, it's uh, functional mushrooms, they dropped the vowel. They did that thing where it's MUD, W-T-R,
1: Ooh. which can
0: either really work I you know. in one of my own businesses or it can feel kind of contrived. And I think what happens is you don't know if it's contrived and then you have an experience with them and they validate your hope that they're in fact really cool people. So the product is great. I love the product. But what I love even more is that they have a newsletter strategy. This is my constant irritation with brands and newsletters is they're hammering me all the time with their newsletter. Like, I don't need to hear from you every day. No. Thank you. But they send one a week and it's got a cool playlist. It's got a cool recipe, like an accessible recipe. Like I could have my kids make it without me in the kitchen. Just all stuff I would do, stuff I would listen to, all in a tone of voice that feels like they're my people. I don't know. I'm kind of falling in love with them. My latest obsession is like earthing, thanks to them, because I watched the earthing documentary. Oh, I
1: can't wait to. It's good. got to tackle that. Yeah,
0: barefoot, in the sand, and dirt, 12 hours a day. That's my new thing. I'm not working anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, should we kick off this show? Okay, let's get to that brand question. Cool. Our producer, JB, has the brief for us on The Learning Farm. Hey, JB, tell us what's happening with Krista in Ithaca.
2: So here is the quick take on what's happening this year at The Learning Farm. The crops keep growing, and the focus on local sustainable agriculture is going strong. It's a family-oriented, mission-driven, for-profit business. But pretty much everything else is different. The Learning Farm in Ithaca has programs that are very thoughtfully designed to show children how we get the food we eat, and it's all kinds of experiential learning and lessons, trips to the farm where they can see how it grows and where it goes when it comes out of the ground. And the Learning Farm also coordinates site visits to other farms that are nearby, so kids can see a range of different crops and livestock being raised, and what happens next to all of it. There's also a juicery at The Learning Farm that's focused on bringing healthier juices to kids and to market. And that part of The Learning Farm is a joint venture with Cornell University's ag and food science researchers. During past summers, The Learning Farm has hosted an eight week kids camp right there at the farm. So what happened this year? Camp was canceled, of course, but Krista is very creative and that sparked her and her team and they made home learning kits and built an online curriculum for kids so they could all learn at home and people loved it. Of course, the next thing Krista knew, parents were begging her to host a sort of open air school at the farm in the fall. Because, you know, everyone is completely exhausted by their months of COVID quarantine and, of course, the nonstop parenting. So Krista spent a good chunk of her summer working out how to make it happen. And schools in Ithaca opened. So what is the Learning Farm brand now? You're going to love Krista, guys. Take it away. I mean, what
0: a good person. First of all, I would have sent my kids there in a second. Actually.
1: <laughs> I'd like to go there now.
0: <laughs> totally. But I did, I took a, a quick peek at her website and I mean, it's super inspiring. It's like African drumming and, you know, all these kind of cultivation practices and all kinds of stuff. But I couldn't help but wonder, like,
1: what business is she really in? We see this so often. Businesses, especially business owners who are mission driven, can be really agile and so they end up saying yes to a lot of things because those things are aligned with their where they want to go Yep. but does that mean the juicery is now kind of in the background or now that the school is up you know another collaboration takes the forefront so i you know i can see how these things relate to one another but i don't see how that relationship isn't immediately clear
0: yep all right hi krista Hi. So you got brand issues. (laughs) Tell us what's going on.
3: So we have a lot of really happy people who are so grateful for what we're doing. We're enjoying crafting some beautiful curriculum. The kiddos are happy. Parents are happy. Families are happy. And now we are hoping to do a relaunch of our juices and even get into honey and some other products. And so really, I'm wanting to make sure that we communicate with with our customers in our community Um, and making sure that they understand the variety of what we're doing without confusing them.
1: Common thing we see all the time, especially businesses that grow organically. Right.
0: right? Yeah. So we we were just talking before we called you in about what actual business you're in, because the juicing business is a business. It's a separate business. The education business, whether it's all day, whether it's after school, whether it's distance, that's its own business. And each of those, of course, are separate channels and have their own nuances and models and so forth.
1: The summer program is a business. Distance learning is a business.
3: It is. And all of those things have very unique value points where people are connecting with them. But like in terms of the the juice and the afterschool program, it's two different groups that are interacting with those. And so making sure that we stay on brand, but still really focus on our core sensibilities, which are really to center children and families uh, and individuals who want to be healthy and happy in the great outdoors and understanding fully their very vibrant place in our food system.
1: So if you had to, and again, we're kind of going to hit up some business issues, some brand issues, but the way we work is that they're kind of linked together. And so quickly, if you had to visualize where the learning farm is, ultimately sort of pie in the sky, what's your vision?
3: Our vision is an all-inclusive community group spanning Entity that meets the needs of a variety of different stakeholders and really creates a society that is equitable, inclusive, healthy and engaged and using all of our activities and services and products to really serve people.
0: Okay. Can I have you drop down, though, to just what is the business model? That was very articulate and lovely, but I I don't know what you mean by all-inclusive community stakeholders meeting needs. Just what
1: is the model? And do you want to be, sorry to jump over you, but related to that, do you want to be a model for communities all around the world? Or do you want this vision to be embodied in Ithaca at this learning farm?
3: You know, our our vision really is global. And so creating this model and being able to replicate it in different regions of our country, in different regions of the world is really where I'd like to take it. I'd like our juice to be in tiny villages in southeastern Africa. I'd love it to be where we have farms where kids are learning things in Southeast Asia. You know, I'd love for our little farm in Ithaca to be a model for a healthy partnership with the community that could be replicated throughout the world.
0: Got it. So to articulate that back to you, you want to create a model that anyone with a property or a farm or sort of an outdoor offering or even a a maker's sort of venue could plug in to your community and let very literally be a resource on your site and you would provide a way a methodology of approaching education in this way that connects kids with growing and making to their role in the world as sort of global citizens and that you would share this approach with your farm partners let's call them in a model that supports them that teaches them and that kind of facilitates a model for them
3: to then use is that accurate and also weaving in the the farm partners i love that term um very much but yes that and further brand forward inroads into into various communities as well
1: okay so let's following up on what amy you're talking about let's really drill down so right now krista when we land on your website we are presented with a juicery. So is that intentional or is that just kind of where you find yourself right now because you are not sleeping because you've been doing every other business?
3: <laughs> I think it's, it's a little bit of that. And it's also the fact that we have taken such a wonderful deep dive into the educational supports that... We haven't yet been able to be more all-encompassing of what we do. And so the juicery being foundational to where we began is still sort of bearing the brunt of that brand weightlifting. We still need to do some work on really making it inclusive and not just juicery oriented because we have such a variety of things that we're doing.
0: Yeah, so I think that I mean Hillary, tell me if you agree, this is a brand architecture issue. Totally. More than anything else. Hierarchy. It's yeah. a hierarchy issue because the juice is a product of the learning farm and it is a separate business sort of in the back office. But right now it's being presented as this kind of front and center offering when really it's the offspring of a parent brand, which is the learning farm.
1: How does that sound, Krista? Yep, you've got it. Krista, we're going to pause you for just, I mean, I want to kind of stress test some stuff with Amy. Yeah, go. Because I could see going to the website and having the homepage be much more about the mission, much more about the vision, because the minute you have that front and center, you've got connective tissue. And then she could be very, very intentional about what goes on the top nav So juicery, uh, summer program, after school, online school. Like, I think it's an organizational issue driven by the mission and the vision. Because you want to serve as a model for others, there has to be room for them to see themselves, to get excited about this. Right. But there has to be enough linkage so that it doesn't seem unintentional, even though we know that you're growing as you grow. Wait, what did you mean by that last part? The growing as you grow?
0: No, the, the intentional.
1: Well, I feel like it's very easy for people to think that the navigation needs to be, here's what we offer. Well, you can be intentional about education, outdoor schools. So the things that you want to surface most, like for example, the juicery, I think, it's likely because you get a lot of visibility in local stores for the juicery that you want to pay that off on the website. So that can't be hidden. But if they're leading with it right now, it kind of puts everything else that's at the core of this organization secondary. Yeah, it has to be deprioritized in
0: the mission of supporting all of the other things that you offer and that you do. Otherwise, it's a distraction. You're diluting the rest of your brand, really, and the juicery becomes kind of the the focus it's like the storefront but it really it isn't but the right
1: isn't. you're no. it's almost as if you're by doing it this way it's like oh I'm going to a juicery and then you click and it's like wait it's a farm
0: what what is this that customer journey if I might use yes. some jargon <laughs> is confusing so hierarchically the learning farm is the parent right and yep. this kind of home page situation um, has to be the headquarters of not really your farm place, that happens to be where things happen, but the brand of the learning farm, and these are all of the spokes in the wheel.
3: That totally resonates with me really, really well, and it seems like the structure would serve and be just inform the fact that it makes sense of it. I think that people would be able to to understand how it all works much more clearly.
0: Okay. So that's an organizational shift that that is a brand thing because your mission and method are going to be kind of the cornerstone of what pulls these community and partner farms to you so that you can actually build a model that's global, but that will also inform the juicery, the after-school program, distance learning. And even if schools close again, you can pop a more standard curriculum back in there,
1: and the mission will still feed that too. Yes. And I, just as a clarification, you know, I kept thinking, I loved when I was a kid, and I don't know if your kids love this, Amy, but where you redo your room, but it's simply... Kind of the stuff that you have, but you put it in a different configuration. I call that shopping my room. Shop, shop your own, room, or shop your closet. Yeah. I feel like you have such great stuff here, Krista, on the site. You've got great content. It's literally just moving stuff around so that when people enter the site, they're immediately greeted with, "Ah, this is the mindset. This is where they're coming from." And then they can choose the doors they want to enter through the top nav. You have so much here, it's not starting over.
0: But that's good clarification because when somebody feels seen the minute they go to your site, as a parent myself, I would go to a website and first want to know what is the mindset of philosophy? What's the vibe I'm, I'm buying into here? Oh, great. It's about growing these little humans literally from the ground up with their feet in the dirt and some relationship to where eggs come from. Fantastic. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Mission? Yeah. Okay. So I I feel like your mission is very much tied to your approach, to your method. I would agree. Yeah, okay.
1: I'm not sure if you were asking me, but I would agree. I'm asking anyone listening.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you mind explaining that? I'm sorry. I think I understand, but if you could be. So let's pretend your
0: mission is to foster curiosity about the world and a sense of global responsibility by teaching kids the basics of growing and caring for food and livestock on a farm.
1: Damn, you're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this, right?
3: <laughs> Thank you. But that is that ish? Yes. No, that's it's not even ish. It's spot on.
0: Okay. So... What I mean by tying the approach and the method is you must have, whether you've ever articulated it or not, and you may just be doing it even subconsciously, an approach to how best to do this. Like one farmer or one, one educator might think, okay, the way to do that is to teach them in the classroom and then take that education out into the wild to then um, demonstrate in real time. Or someone else might say, no, 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 never start with paper and a blackboard when you're talking about this stuff. Get them out there with the animals, get them to taste kale, get them to pick an apple from the orchard, then talk about how it all gets done. So none of those, none of the above may apply to you. That's what method means, though. Got it. Okay.
1: You know, often we talk to clients about method embodying their mission and their vision And so if, for example, and I'm sure you were working tirelessly day and night on curriculum for the outdoor school, so So. it could end up being that you learn so much and through the doing of this outdoor school, this method reveals itself. And then when you become aware of it, you begin to inject it in anything else that you're doing. So for example, the juicery, if you're, you know, selling juice, you may have a question on the juice or something that really ties together the idea of curiosity with curiosity about juice. Is that making sense?
3: Yeah. What we found is that we not only have to tell and show and and inspire and engage the kids around what is happening, like how it how eggs come to be and how a tomato is grown, but also what is happening that we might not want to continue to happen and what might be broken about the current food system and how we have been removed from the system and different things that have kind of kept us at a distance. And so approaching it in ways that most people don't in terms of farm and and agriculture education, we've approached it in like Let's show you all the things that are currently in place that actually are harmful, and then show you a way around it so that you can actually health, healthfully engage in what you're learning and
1: make it real in your life. That's method. That's, That's method. method. That's just, you just identified it. That's it.
0: And by the way, what what you are is just as important than what you aren't. So... In any brand strategy session, knowing what you stand for and what you don't stand for are equally important so that you can be responsive and insightful to standing for the thing you are and really clear about whether it's partnerships, brand alliances. You don't have to spend a bunch of time deciding whether you are or aren't.
1: Yeah, I see that being a really critical guiding principle for you, Krista, or a compass So that as you're making decisions you know always knowing that you're approaching it through that lens of what's working what's broken it feels neutral and accessible so that you're not making anybody wrong okay agriculture um across the country represents a lot of different perspectives right all right let's
0: krista let's just recap Um, what we've gone over so that you have a clear set of prompts and thoughts um, for next steps. So one, the hierarchy of information on your website needs to better reflect the learning farm being the parent organization driven by mission at the top of the fold with all of the little children, the juicery, the distance learning, the summer camp, and anything else you do that are the spokes in the wheel yep. basically.
1: Okay, I could see a much more abbreviated mission on the homepage. Yep. So that, that you, you hit them with that as a and then the roots, you know, when you talk about your roots, if people want to dive into that, they can, but Totally. Really?
0: distillation.
1: Distillation and surfacing it to the top. Yep. That's okay. one. But in accomplishing
0: the distillation of your mission, that's going to help you with a bunch of other decisions in the company. So that's a
1: good exercise anyway. Number two for me is to always keep in mind that that vision of being a model is something that will allow you some freedom to explore and not feel like you have to have a concrete explanation for, here's why we're doing juice. Here's why we're doing this collaboration. Okay. As long as you've got mission and vision and that connective tissue on the homepage, these other things don't don't feel pressure to have to explain every single thing and where they fit in the family, okay? Yeah, because whoever else in the partner
0: farms looks at your model will need to be able to visualize their own model in there. And you, you need to have an empathetic approach in growing your business model so that those Other people can do that so that
1: it's not exclusive, but it's inclusive. And I would say the last thing is really about method, this neutral perspective of presenting the information and allowing people to make their own minds up. It could literally be as simple as
0: in the field first. And when you break that down and explain that, what that means is we always start in the field with with the actual thing, with our education platforms, rather than in the classroom, as it were. That's just an example.
1: So we'd love to catch up with you. Yeah. It's got to be so exciting to be delivering something that is so true to your mission, but that meets a need in your community that was immediate and pressing. Can you let us
0: know how it's going in six months?
3: Yeah, I think we are really eager, the team will be really eager to dive into these three points um, and then focusing on our method, which absolutely is in the field first. We circle up, we inhale the beauty of the outdoors, we're in the dirt immediately and we're in the creek second and, you know, everything is through the lens of of the natural world. And so I think that focusing on the method will be really easy as well. So thank you. Next steps will be to present all this to the team, jump in and just allow everything that we're learning um, in this wonderful session is is to to inform what we're doing for the children's benefit.
0: Good luck with everything. Thanks. Take care, Krista. You know what's funny is that before we move back to LA, farms are everywhere. So it's easy to go apple picking in October And my friend has a flower farm and it just became so much more natural, but that's just not the case for most people. When we lived in LA, it was a destination to go have a farm experience. What freaking better time with all of this zooming and irritation with technology,
1: people are going to be hungry for this more than ever. I loved that. It is a noble mission and it is a necessary mission. Nothing like growing the vegetable you're going to eat. I mean they're doing so much right. And it's really, you almost feel bad saying, all you got to do is move some things around. When you're in the silo of
0: entrepreneurship, and you can't really see your situation from the outside, customers may be confused, but no one's really saying to you, hey, reorganize your website so that we actually get what you stand for first. It's the light goes on. Yeah, it's a game changer. So All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for joining us at The Brandsmiths. If you have a question, if you're struggling with something in your business, whether it's your brand or your business, let us be the decider of that. Send us your questions. They will undoubtedly help someone else. They'll definitely help someone else. And follow us at The BrandSmiths Pod on Instagram, where you can DM us, or at our website where you can email us at... TheBrandSmithsPod.com. Thanks to our producers, Carl T. Wright and Jody Becker, with music by Daryl Smith and Carl Burnett. See you next time.